Hey there, future Kevin here. I just wanted to give a shout out here. We noted at the beginning of this episode that it was going to be about Blitz Bowl, and then we ended up yammering on as we do uh, and couldn't stay on topic enough. All three of us just went on some crazy tangents and we didn't get to, bl- to Blitz Bowl in time to keep the episode under probably two and a half hours. So we're going to cut this as a table side news and hobby update progress since we actually hadn't recorded in almost two weeks. And what you'll be hearing ahead of this is not actually a Blitz Bowl episode. It is a news and hobby progress status update from Three Men in a War Game. And we will have a Blitz Bowl episode out for you shortly. Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I'm Paul, and uh, it's been three years of this. Wow. I'm Kevin, and I love you guys, man. Three years. Holy shit. And uh, this is Potter, and I can't believe I've talked to you guys for three years. <laughs> I know. What the hell? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Three years. That's insane. That's insane. I man. know. I thought about it the other day, and I was like, Wow. I've not done anything consistently for three years. I mean, hopefully a job. Your job you've been at for that long. I guess. Actually, three years was about my cutoff point until my most recent job, actually. I was usually topping around three years. I suppose I I was three to five, too. Anyway, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be adults? I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So cool. Three years. Man, so cool. And we and so the, the thing is, I look back through a lot of our episodes, and there's still like dozens of topics that I want to cover that we haven't even started approaching yet. Right. Uh, like Malifaux, yeah, yeah, like Malifaux Third Edition. I just, it's a that is a criminal miss by us, by the way. Uh, the fact that we haven't since we recorded on these new mics. Part of what I was waiting for was you know so that we could be comfortable enough in Malifaux Third Edition that I could record with you guys a definitive primer on the game in our format. Uh, and since we got the mics and got everything up and running in, at a, you know, really nice level, we haven't been able to play any Malifaux. So my brain know, hasn't been terrible. fresh in the game. Yeah, We'll have to come up with some other way to, to address all that. But anyway, there's probably other uh, really cool things happening too that we can talk about. Yeah. Before let's let's the the top topic of the show that is going to be uh, Blitz Bowl, aka Arena Football in the Old World. So you probably know by the episode description, but I just want to make sure we get that off the top that that is going to be the topic of the night. Yes. Yes. But first, so I guess hobby, hobby progress. Yes. Who wants to go first? I can go. Yeah, why don't you go first, Cool. Um, I've been working on the New York terrain for Marvel Crisis Protocol. So that is the stoplights, the park lights, the cars, the trash cans, the buildings, all that stuff, uh, as well as a custom statue that I made from a Disney Infinity miniature and an orange juice cap. (laughs) <laughs> so that I could have my roundabout board finished off for when we start actually being able to play in public again, hopefully. Oh, is that going to be like the statue in the middle of the roundabout? It is, yeah. That's, That's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get some pictures of it all painted. I've been highly motivated to finish it the last well, couple of weeks. So it's amazing, except for what the statue is of. <laughs> I, I would have got... It, I, mean, I, I, I missed it. What's it a statue of? Captain America? Yes. Yes. Captain America. yes. Yeah. It's definitely Cap. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really love the the Disney Infinity Captain America pose. It's so cool. All so, all the Disney Infinity poses for all their characters were great. Yeah, I missed that I, game. I almost did the Ant Man one, but that doesn't really make sense. Like, why would there be a statue of Ant Man in the middle of New York? Right? right? Like, you yeah, should have gone with Iron Man. It's more symbolic. No, you know? I couldn't, get, it. I couldn't get the Iron Man statue. And Cap to me is the more uh, the the figure no, 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 that see, people would be more likely to make a statue of. Yep. Ah, see, Absolutely. Iron Man. Iron Man's Manhattan. Nope. He's, nope, he's, he's like a vulture. He's Captain America is Brooklyn. Who cares about Brooklyn? It's full of hipsters. No one cares. <laughs> anyway, All it's right, now you're pissing me off. <laughs> you're gonna be. You are gonna be. You're gonna be silenced for the whole episode. <laughs> you know, I'm alright with that. Uh, but I, I also have. I painted my uh, uh, Killmonger alternate model. That I got the like one of the very first non-official models I bought in this this whole time I've been in this hobby. Usually I don't buy 3D printed stuff or things that are not you know officially sanctioned 
but I really, mm-hmm. really love the model. Love that it's in the pose on the artwork for the thing. So I bought that and I painted that. And also I've been painting Blood Bowl players. Blood Bowl players? Blitz yeah. Bowl? Blood Bowl? All the same? Both both Bowl. Uh, both Bowl both players. Okay. And yeah. I... Uh, you guys know, or that, you know, I'm from California originally at currently, uh, I, I would say originally I'm not now I, yeah, I tell, tell people I'm from Wisconsin cause I've been here long enough, but I grew up the you know, first 19 years of my life in California and mm-hmm. I'm a died in the wool Raider fan. Uh, and as such, I've been painting the human team up like the Oakland Raiders, oh, Las Vegas Raiders, sorry. And having a really good time with it. Rip. I, I I always forget that they're in Vegas now. Yeah, I I mean I just did in real time. Yeah, well I I, I also don't pay attention to. I was like I honestly didn't even so know much. that they were in Vegas. Now I hadn't realized they moved. Yep. I don't I don't watch football. <laughs> Paul, what have you been up to? Oh, I put uh, I finished putting together my Mandalorians for Legion. Um, I put together Padme Amidala for Legion. Um, I primed Cassine and K2 because I'm trying to get out of this inexplicable need to paint stuff in order that it released for Legion. I don't know why that is, so I'm trying to break myself out of it by saying I'm going to paint all the Rogue One themed stuff cool. uh, and possibly the Mandalorian stuff because that's also really neat too. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens because uh, this overwhelming need to do it by wave is just killing me. Um, and then uh, that's really it. I've been, I've had, oh, well, I also primed the Carnivale stuff. Hey, not only that, but the fact that it's, you know, been it, uh, the other deep shame of the show is that we haven't covered Carnivale despite one of us having owned it painted for almost a year now. <laughs> yeah. Well, hashtag thanks coronavirus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's primed and that's ready for some contrast because I'm going to do those in contrast. Uh, so, you know, those should be, those should be done pretty soon, but I haven't really finished much of anything. I don't think, uh, cause I think the last time we talked, I had finished my, uh, Legion 1.4 FD, uh, laser cannon mm-hmm. for the, for the rebels. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I think that's the last thing I fully finished. So I think we're going to switch back to some infinity and I have some infinity stuff that's in progress and needs to get done, but I haven't actually put the brush to it in, in a while. So I'm just waiting for Thanksgiving to end. Um, but I am, I am putting together a Sphinx right now. So that's a thing. That's sweet. What a cool model. Oh yeah. Infinity tags. What a cool thing, man. New tags. Oh yeah. All the new tags are All four of them are just gorgeous. Yeah, they're great. Can we, Mm -hmm. can we say that? Like they're all just absolutely gorgeous. And I know the, I know the blue wolf sculpt just wins it right off the bat because it is so awesome. I don't know, man. Like I love, I mean, trust me, I love that blue wolf, but the Zeta sculpt. I'm pretty partial to the Zeta. Yeah, I'm pretty partial to the Zeta. I don't, I don't Zeta. even play O12, like, but there's something about the Zeta. The Zeta sculpt is just fantastic. I, don't I know love what it. Is. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I have to I have to look at it again because I felt it was kind of it was kind of average when I first looked at it. But maybe there's like cool details. Or oh, something I don't know. They just I, nailed I the aesthetic really with it. that model. I yeah, really like I it. I agree. I agree. And, and again, uh, it does have that pose of like, yeah, I'm a giant walking bunker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Deal with me. Giant kind of walking bunker. Little tiny head. <laughs> It's, it's so yeah, cool. I love that model, models. man. I love it. I love it. Yep. Yeah, see, and the Sphinx is just Neon neon Genesis enough, uh, but not, like, so overtly Neon Genesis. I hate you for saying that because now I want to buy – because I could buy a Sphinx and paint it like Unit 2, the colors of Unit 2, and it would blend in. It would be fine in my Shazvasti army. And now you absolutely need to do that. <laughs> I I demand it. So you need to do it. As only if when we play, I get to like talk like, uh, well, never mind. That would be extremely obnoxious. Dude, yeah. if you're going to say that you wanted to just cut like, like role play a soak uh, Oscar the whole time. That is that what I was going to say. As I was going to be a dick like Oscar the entire time. Oh my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> you're going to, you're going to put that model where? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Chris, what have you been up to? Uh, X-Men. I picked up all of the X-Men. I uh, got everything except for storm uh, prime because she's a one arm Herdazian. Um, <laughs> 
she I lost her arm to the floor and I have not been able to find it. So she's walking around with one arm right now. Um, any Stormlight fans will get my reference. But I got uh, got all of them built, uh, all of them primed, Sandstorm. Uh, Wolverine's got paint on them. Uh, started painting Cyclops up today. Um, so hopefully I will be playing Craig from Third Form Wars uh, later on at the end of Christmas time before the new year, hopefully. Neat. So trying to get all these guys, get some paint on them, at least get base coats on them. So that way there's some paint on them. They mean, they may not be up to my standard, but at least they've got paint on them. So I was, I, I was just going to ask you if you're going to continue with that philosophy of getting the base colors on uh, just so this way it's kind of somewhere and then you could work on it at your leisure. Um, I think for things that are larger scale games, kind of like Infinity and I, I, Infinity is really not even that large scale, but um, in uh, Legion, I think I'm going to try to. MCP, because of the fact that everything's so individualistic, I'm going to try and paint up a full model because I'm not painting several at the same exact time. But I, that's my hope. I don't know. But I, it most likely probably it will play out that I'm just going to try at least get the base coat, base coat done so I can get more models with paint on them on the table. Cool, cool. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm still, I'm still thrilled about that philosophy because it's pretty badass. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. a good way to, to, you know, be able to have something painted, feel good about it, and and feel like you still have that opportunity to meet your personal requirements. Yeah. So hopefully it plays out. Um, I got my cutter uh, tag. You know, tag November. So I got my cutter, my Pacific Rim robot. Um, and then I ended up actually picking up a Yodum, uh, secondhand on the cheap. So I got a couple of parts I got to put back on that, but that's been my hobby progress. Very cool. Nice. Well, I guess then let's go through some rapid fire news. Cause it's been a pretty busy news, uh, time, I guess in the miniatures yeah. world. November has been busy. Yeah, it has been very busy. So we'll kick it off with the ITS packet launching uh, new ITS season as we are all now uh, budding Infinity players is pretty what, exciting. Yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. What what Kevin didn't say is that uh, we're talking about Infinity right now. Yeah, Infinity. <laughs> uh, the Infinity Tournament System packet or ITS packet, which is a uh, competitive guidelines and mission pack, basically. Mm-hmm. And Paul, yeah, it's your tourney pack. Yeah, tourney pack. And Paul, w- one of the things that you noted, I so I haven't read the ITS pack. This is I'm irresponsible, uh, this show, and then I haven't read it. Um, but you had noted that it seems like most of the missions are basically tailored so that you can play them in Code One. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, like a, an easy you know, conversion to Code What Code One, yeah, I should say. Yeah, and. And like like I said, I haven't gone into it in depth, but I haven't seen anything that makes me go, oh, well, with this happening in there, there's no way you could play this in code one. Right. Uh, which is which is great. It does it does feature the uh, classified deck, the, the standard classified deck. Well, I've been playing code uh, one with classifieds already and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but there cool. there but there is also a uh, mini errata in there for things that no longer exist like the coup de gras and uh you know just a few rules that may have been removed between the difference between n3 and n4 so it 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 addresses that uh which is nice but like just just going through them i i really don't see anything that would make you go you couldn't play this in uh code one because one of the other things they did is i think they they kind of realize that people might be playing uh, games at home, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's like a league, if it's like a friendly local league, you might be playing at your house and might not have a whole lot of room and stuff like that. So there are different point sizes listed, which I don't know that ITS had before. So it's got everything from 150 points up to 400. Neat. Oh, very cool. And so it gives you your your points, your SWC for that size game, your table size and, and your deployment. Uh, which is which is great, but you know, with the with the conversion to code one, just knock off the singles digit, and uh, you know that's your fifteen, twenty, twenty five, thirty, or forty, right? And and you're good to roll. 
So I, and, and like I said, if, if there is anything, I can't imagine it would be all that hard to adjust. Um, you know, it does bring in HVTs, but all that is in here and tells you how to, how to use it. Yeah. And so, I, I feel like HVTs are also fine for code one. You can, you can. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, a, it's just yeah. targets are going up to, you know, protect or claim. So yeah, right. it should be simple, very simple to translate into code one very easily. I, 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 like I said, I don't think that there is anything that I saw in my, uh, granted, I haven't been through every mission with a fine tooth comb to look and see, but I'm pretty sure everything can just be played. Um, I mean, okay. So maybe there's one with some zero G cause I guess the theme is that it's on a space oh, station. Yeah, so there that are would some be hard. Yeah, that one you wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, so that so that you can just, just leave off. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's okay. One uh, out of how many have, um, I'm not sure how many have zero G and, and, but, but realistically, I don't know if it, if it tells you what zero G is, I, I feel like you could probably do it, but. Um, but again, you can just leave it off. So that's still cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty, pretty straightforward. So. All right. That's good. Moving on from ITS, um, some, a lot of games workshop stuff, you know, they've done a couple previews. Uh, unfortunately, a uh, I, I think an almost range wide price hike. Uh, no, I guess not. Not every everything, but almost range wide. Everything went up like Didn't ten to fifteen percent. Do a price hike. Hmm? Uh, they do that I, yearly, I, Chris. Well, I know, but it feels like they just did it like a couple of months ago. Right, because we're we, in twenty twenty, and it's a year of COVID, and it I guess we basically true. went from November to November. Yep. I guess yep. that's true. Jeez. That's, exa- that's exactly. It, it really it. did feel like it was just a few mm-hmm. months ago that they did this. Yep. Oh, yep. Um, Ugh, but, barf. but also, you know, we got new battle boxes, uh, which, you know, if you're and I think actually I would commend GW on these new battle force boxes that both for both AOS and 40K and that they are more playable than the previous ones have been. The last like few years of them have always felt like they were just extra sprues that they were trying to get rid of. And just like they threw a smorgasbord into a, into a box and was like, here's a bunch of shit for a discounted price. And this time you, you get uh, targeted forces and still the discounted prices. So that's pretty Which cool. Is good. Yeah. And they look to be about the same price as they were in years past. So there actually isn't a price hike on these at all. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I looked at some of the fan, the age of Sigmar ones and, there, there are definitely some nice looking ones. It's yeah, just, that, yeah, the ogre oh. one is. A, That's the uh, one I was really looking at. Was the ogre one? It's a deal. Um, if you, I mean, if you consider GW prices, it's a deal, right? Right. Um, right. And also the fact that that box is like fifteen hundred points. Like you buy that box like two hundred dollars. It's basically seventy five percent of an army. That's not bad, all things considered, for GW games. You know, right. when I like I was looking at how much it would cost to build a gene stealer cult army, and I don't even want to talk about the shopping cart. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also uh, Blood Bowl, the uh, the second season is launching in a week from as of recording. So that's pretty neat. And they've got the new Warcry Catacombs box out, uh, as well as new um, start collecting boxes for 40K, which are now called Combat Patrol boxes. And much like those Battle Forces, they are, rather than just being models stuffed together in a box at a lower price point, the price point's a little higher, but the the total value MSRP of the box is higher and they are at targeted point values. They specifically, I think, are 500 points in the boxes at least. So that's still, it's, it's, I think for me, uh, one of my main complaints about GW has been that it makes almost no sense. The, your avenues into the game and these seem to be more sensical ways for new players to come in. So I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just looking at the, the Death Watch one at a, a hundred forty, and that just oh. makes that just hurts. Right, but it's a it's two hundred and thirty dollars MSRP that box, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but the the thing is, is it's one hundred forty dollars like, for what? Only a combat patrol, not even a full army. That's right. It's like five hundred points. Yep. Yeah. yeah it, I'm not saying it's cheap, fellas. <laughs> I'm just I saying, know, like, I know, I know. It, it it makes more sense, I think, than. Uh, previous for, releases have i mean for them for them it is it is cheap for them 
and I will give it to that. Like looking at it from their economic standpoint, their scale, their pricing, like that is a steal for them. And, and I will and at least give them that. I'm even I'm looking at it from a purely player logistics point. Like they're actually giving people good ramps into decent armies at those, you know, because before there weren't like some of those start collecting boxes, uh, like for the, the age of Sigmar, for example, the, um, flesh eater quartz box was great because the player could just can repeat buy them over and over again and make a pretty good list out of them but not all of them were like that so they were like really inconsistent about what you got for army composition out of them uh, and these ones are much better as a like buy this first and it gives you your taste of that army um, price n- not factored in Um. so can I do this now hmm um, the Necron stuff mm-hmm. that's come out mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The prices are ridiculous. They're very high. Yeah. The like, prices like, are very like high. not even like, oh my God, I can't believe GW charges so much, but oh my God, I can't believe that anybody is charging that much. Yeah. Buying like a monolith or are they like a 170? They're 170 damn dollars. Yeah, they're yeah. A lot of those are, mm. And what was really fascinating since I play Necrons and I'm on the Necron Facebook group was the amount of people doing ridiculous mental gymnastics to justify it. Same with the Gargants. The Gargants are to <sighs> two bills for a model. But, but, but it's, yes, it's, it's, too- a, it's a better sculpt. It's a more detailed sculpt, but it's the same freaking size as the old one. And I saw some people going, well, it's bigger. You just have to put it on its flying base. <laughs> <laughs> that's just sad. Once you put it on the flying base, it'll be bigger. I'm like, no, that's not. That's not no, it how this that, works. No, I mean, yes, it got it got taller vertically, but it didn't yes, get bigger, wider. But you know, like, like, yeah, I appreciate the fact that it's a a nice, nicer sculpt, and it's probably it's you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a damn fine sculpt. But it's not a hundred and seventy dollars sculpt. I mean, the Tesseract Vault was a hundred and sixty. Yeah, and that thing's huge. And that thing's huge and counts as a super heavy and blah, blah, blah. Technically, if you build it a different way, it's two models. Because yeah. you can use a little Catan inside as a Catan. And, and, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's just... And then Warriors went up to 45 bucks a box, right, for 10 of them. And you need, you know, like... Uh, credit, I'm not two as, anvils. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm not... Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, generally with with warriors you want 40 of them mm-hmm. uh, right. or at least you know full units so i mean you're looking at 180 dollars right there to field two full units of necron warriors it's hard i'm not saying that the price hike is great but that you know <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't want to i don't want to shit on gw too much um, i i am though like i'm just like it's just it just looks at me like i just look at it now and it's just like oh my god this is so much and i've like, said it i've said it in, in discord that i'm i'm they've pretty much discluded me from their main games yeah. at this point yeah i could i could i like even if i wanted to i i couldn't justify that like i i have a hard time at this and i've said this before in the show i have a hard time at this point in my life saying okay here's more than 50 dollars to throw down on something yeah um like that just that that's just kind of tough for me like and it's not like it's not like I can't afford it. Like I'm probably more likely to be able to afford it now than ever before in my life. But I don't want to. Yeah, right. and, and I, I'm and I'm not going to hold that against you. I I think that if you're gonna for me, if I'm going to play in the GW sandbox anymore, it's certainly never going to be 40k or iOS at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, even if it is, like for at least from my my standpoint, I'm not buying it new. I'm buying it secondhand. Yeah, and you're probably doing the thing I did and and buying an army like Custodius, right, where you can you can call it done at 300 bucks. Yeah, I mean that's why I was looking at like you know because I, I I love. Age of Sigmar's game system. I think it's one of the best fantasy mass battle. It's a fun game, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a ton of fun. I've always enjoyed myself when I've played Sigmar. Mm -hmm. And that's why that Ogre Army enticed me because I was like, I I still remember when I worked for GW when Ogre Kingdoms came out. I, 300 bucks, I bought the army box and it gave me a full 2,000 point army. $300, boom, I, I laid it down instantly. And I was like, they're, they're just they're cool models. The lore is cool for them. I, I absolutely love them. So it was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe. But then it was just, 
again, $195 and I'm at least for ogres on their price scale, you're right. It does make sense because that is an expensive army to buy because they're huge models. Mm-hmm. Ogres are big. Mm-hmm. And but I'm I'm with Paul. Like it's getting to the point where it's like if anything's above 50 if it's above the price of a video game, I'm not sure I want it anymore. It's hard. I agree. It's tough. It's not a starter box, right? It's hard. And that, that goes for every game system out there because I have my qualms about some of the pricing at for for Marvel Crisis Protocol. Like I still think that most of their boxes are five to ten dollars too expensive. That and that's and, fair. But like, let's and the, sorry. And this is for the sake of the show. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, um, please. Yeah, because we've been talking about GW for almost fifteen minutes. Um, and we're not even at the main topic. That's so the other things <laughs> we could just keep going on that and make that the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, there's a new Malifaux faction book. So the eighth Malifaux faction, the book is due out this week. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kevin, we got to do this. We got to take one step back. Go back to GW for a moment. Okay. Tree beard. Oh, my God. Best that model. Model's beautiful. Best model. So good. Oh my god, it's, it's beautiful. Great. It's my favorite GW model since the Necron dude that's like peeling the skin off the guy. <laughs> Wait, and, and, and this model is coming out right when I'm hitting like I just I just watched Fellowship of the Rings the other day. And like so it's like a mono loader kick and this model is like, hey, come by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tree beard yeah, model. It's a, it's, that tree beard model has, awesome. has me looking Gorgeous. at the Pelinor Fields box, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it's you great. Know, yeah, that uh, we may talk about that later because Lord of the Rings is one of those games I've always wanted to try since and, they've done the changes to it. And we, I actually have a there's a strong there's a strong play community in my area, so I would just try and get a demo of it. Anyway, we can talk about that another time. But moving on, Malifaux Faction Book Eighth Faction Explorer Society. The book the book is launching this week. Uh, which it, 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 this is the first time it's happened in a long time. The last introduction to the, to Malifaux was the 10 Thunders. And that was before I started playing Malifaux. So very, very cool. A bunch of new masters, a, a, at least a few of which we haven't even seen yet. Yeah. Which is cool. Yes. That's exciting. Very exciting news. I mean, we knew it was coming for months, right? But we're on the precipice now. So it's even more exciting than ever. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure that we'll talk about it either from a lore or a master perspective maybe before we record an m3e episode proper because i'm so excited i mean i have the book any, pre-ordered i'm so excited any, any faction with a dinosaur in it I'm, I'm i'm sold yeah man the apex faction and that and that looks like a cool thing man that the 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 lord cooper whole apex crew looks great um moving forward from that though deadpool deadpool <laughs> They uh, they showed the next wave for quarter two. Um, I mean, and they and they showed some stuff in between, like what quarter one is going to look like, right? With um, uh, She Hulk and she, um, right, oh. and the Inhumans and the humans. There you go. I couldn't yep. remember. But then yep. in, in quarter two, we get our next batch of mutants in the form of like Mister Sinister, Cable, and Domino, Deadpool. Like it's just. So, chef Bob. Yeah, Chef Bob. Can I forget Chef Bob? Oh, it's so good. Uh, and, and those dead- sculpts are beautiful. Like that cable. I mean, the, the Deadpool, they nailed it. Perfection. The way that it's sculpted, the way it looks. But that cable model is gorgeous. Yeah, it's great. Just absolute gorgeous. Um, I can't wait for the and – and also the fact that you get the you get the truck. Uh, and yes. you get I'm going to be magnetizing the whoop for sure. Yeah, it's yeah that that's uh, that is a cheap kit for what you're getting in it. In all honesty, like yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna I think it's so what good. it's going to be what sixty dollars maybe. Probably. I think people are, people are people are guessing. You know, you get Deadpool, Chef Bob, and you get a and you get a the the chimichanga truck mm-hmm. for sixty bucks potentially. Like perfect, you know. And then we also got Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in that uh, in that, that in that line too. Yeah, yep. and that quick that Scarlet Witch model too. Beautiful Ooh, Chef's kiss, beautiful, perfect. Mm-hmm. So good. I mean, the, the Pietro model is very good as well, too. It's just, you know, it's, it's it's Pietro. So, like, they did what they could with it, I think. But it's still a good model. It's just the other ones. The, the Sinister model is perfect, too. The like, Sinister just, model is my, is my favorite of the batch. Yeah. for Even more than Deadpool. I love that Mr. Sinister. I cannot wait to get it. I, I don't. I mean, just the way that they represented Cable's powers on his model very was cool. just great to me. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. The whole, the whole, the whole wave is going to be great. Yeah. 
Um, and then the last. So let me ask you. Oh, go ahead. Let me let me ask you something. This is like the first time I've watched this video. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the Deadpool model. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the head isn't put on well. Like there's a giant gap. Well, is that be, like is that like meant to be like oh hey uh, it's a mini or. No, if you if you watch it, so he comes with four different four heads. heads. So, so they they were just inter. There was one model painted, and they were just interposing the heads. Because if you look at oh, it, his okay. eyes change. Okay, I see you now. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's Deadpool. Like you can get the hard eyes on it, and then there's the other expressions, and you can magnetize all the heads to fit in. Right. Okay. And I wasn't I wasn't sure if that was like a little like but hey look it it's might funny be though if you think about it it's and we're easy, playing it like a mini. It's easy to justify it that way because all he does is yeah. break the fourth wall, right? So it's right, kind of right. funny that he has seams on his head and you can pull the heads yeah, off and put other that, ones on. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that makes him stand out from everybody else because he's like a miniature that's obviously put together. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, right. it stands out so much. So I was no, that's, say that's, that's a really a, nice touch. But that's a, that's. A, I mean, if that's what they did, that's. A, I, th- you know. I think it is a nice touch. And again, the like for me, it's the the, the being able to like magnetize the whoop the like, right. like pose of the, ho- the the pose of him dancing on the rocket. Like the whole thing is just oh, it's so good. Yeah, they they nailed it. They nailed they nailed that whole line. They nailed that whole line. It's yeah. just great. All right, and then the last thing regarding this, we can also talk about AMG, and that is that um, the FFG models department, miniatures game department, basically appears to have been shuttered. So cause since Rune Wars is gone, uh, and now all of the Star Wars stuff has been moved over to Atomic Mass. Yep. Mm, yeah, X-wing, it Armada, Legion, all of it's. I mean, Could this, be interesting. This, yeah, it might be worth a whole episode at some point. Um, I think the thing that upsets me about it is that they let Alex Davy go. Um, right. I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about that other than bad. I don't know what it means for the future of the game. Uh, but I know that the under AMG's stewardship, Crisis Protocol is one of my favorite miniatures games that's ever been released. So... I'm hopeful for the future of the games. Yeah, I, I was hopeful. I was hoping that they would bring the entire design team over from FFG over. I mean, at so least that way, the, like lead creatives, right? So we'll see. I mean, I I have a lot of faith in Will Pagani and his crew over there at AMG. So hopefully, they keep with the spirit of the game. They've taken what Alex has, and I and I speak for Legion since it's mostly my game that I play out their line. But um, you know, take what they've built. And just continue on what he built and don't change it. Please don't. Like, the game is good the way it is. And, like, let's, let's go from there. Yeah. The, 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 the one thing I will say um, is that what I, what I hope out of that change is that they lose Fantasy Flight's shyness about making changes for the betterment of the game mm-hmm. um, and not, not fully committing to them. And that since now it's a miniatures game and they know that miniatures players are okay with that, that they will be okay that when they make a change, that they will make a change. Like, you know, they just put out some of these points adjustments and stuff like that. And let me, let me tell you, 50 points, I'm still not bringing commandos, a full unit of commandos. I don't care. I can, for 40, for 10 points less, I can get more out of a unit of rebel troopers. Like yep. it's it, it need they need they need it's not the points that's the problem it's what they do it's they the, what don't the, do what enough to differentiate the themselves right exactly so unless they're like a twenty point thirty point model or a unit then then we can talk but it's it's what they do and they're not willing to make changes to what things do um, and you know not willing to be like hey we change points so here's a card with the yeah, points changer they're here's not a PDF willing with the card with the points change. So I'm hoping that that type of stuff gets fixed and that they are willing to commit because they're now a miniatures company and not a board game company and they're willing to make those changes. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that they're, FFG wasn't keen on making large-scale changes to units and their abilities. I mean, they, they t- did some tweaks here and there on what things could do, and mostly it was through erratas, like fixing things like Boba Fett's bounty when he first but, came but, out. But that's but the thing is, like, it's all stuff that you could fix in the rules errata, like in the rules reference, right. so, which is fine, which is easy, but very unwilling to add rules to make things better. Instead of adding rules to make things better, you drop the points. Right. And that's not always the problem. Yeah. So there's so. that. Get us back on topic, Kev. 
All right, and and one other news story, uh, Steamforged. Right now, $700,000 on Kickstarter for a new board game miniatures dungeon crawler called Bardsung. Uh, Paul, I know you've got some strong opinions about Steamforged. Uh, do you have anything you want to go over here? Uh, is this worth talking about? I mean, yeah, it's probably worth talking about, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I was being the asshole and kind of wanted it to flop. <laughs> Unfortunately, unfortunately for you, it did not flop. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it was pretty successful. For, for sure, though, YTA on that one. You you the asshole, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm totally calling myself out for that because I hate when people are like, yeah, I want Solo to do bad because it's not what I like. <laughs> right? Like, I, I'll call those people out night and day. So, I mean, I'm totally going to call it's It's me being personal and vendetta-ish on it. And, I mean, good for them that it went well. But, I mean, I'm not giving it a second look i don't even know that i gave it a first look to be honest with you so i'm gonna let you handle this and i'm gonna sulk that i was wrong (laughs) i mean i don't know that you were wrong i don't think so they've shown a lot of stuff for the game but the problem is is that you know they've hinted at there being like 800 some odd cards in the game which go to room reveal tiles the heroes the hero abilities the ai controls all this stuff and they've probably only showed five to 10% of that card volume in their demos, which is leads me to wonder how much of those mechanics are actually laid out. And a lot of the dungeon crawler as it stands now, looks like you're doing a lot of like move attack, move attack, Mm -hmm. move. Like it it just seems like an on rails experience, despite all of the ways that they're touting that it won't be. Um, But it does have some gorgeous minis, uh, some Russ Charles sculpted amazing miniatures, and the concepts are great. Now, is this game, this one's going to be like a, like a dungeon crawler, like something like a Descent? Yeah, but the, the, the main hook of this is that, you know, with Descent or Imperial Assault or really any other dungeon crawler, Gloomhaven, you name it, the first, you know, half hour of your game is setting up. You're looking for the room tiles. You're finding all the monsters. You're getting the abilities together. Right, right, right. You're, you're doing all this setup stuff. And the thing about Bardsung is that it's almost like a procedurally generated dungeon. So you have this map and the scenario dictates what side of the board you start on and what side of the board you have to exit on. And then you draw a card from a tile and you're either drawing a hallway or a room tile. And then you're connecting that as you can to the rooms that have come out previously, making your way to the exit. Uh, and the So it's a little bit more like, um, I think it was Mansions of Madness like that. Where Oh, no, 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 not Mansions of Madness. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons dungeon crawler where you get the pile of tiles and it's randomly as you come yeah, out until yeah exactly I, I was gonna i was gonna say like uh i think silver tower that gw does is very much like that as well too but the, so so the dungeon puts itself yeah oh silver tower definitely does because that's part of the MacGuffin of that game is that right. the, that that tower is constantly rearranging itself but it, it, it yeah it's similar to that in that it, it's got that like quote unquote roguelike feel. Uh, and then also the characters have meaningful progression. That's the other thing. Uh, and then there, uh, there's a fail forward mechanic and a strong narrative where they've actually brought a lot of fantasy authors and big people in this sort of like choose your own adventure world, like Ian mm-hmm. Livingston, um, to write the material. And I think, you know, that along with knowing Sherwin, uh, having Russ Charles sculpts and having this be a game that was mostly, I think, done by by Sherwin and Matt Hart. So uh, it, it there's a, you know a lot of positives. I'm just hoping that the product actually fleshes itself out the way that they say it will. Um, Cause I've seen a lot of people say they played the demo and they were like, that's cool. I don't ever have to play that game again. And that doesn't sound Oof. good for a game that has a 50 yeah, hour campaign. That's mm. not good. Um, now that being said, I'm I'm pre- I, you know I'm pretty excited and, and again the, the games that um, like DC and Matt and stuff have been part of before you know thinking specifically you know your guilt balls your god tears the games that aren't IP related already they've done a really good job so uh, I'm hoping that the game actually does all the things that it says it will and it does have meaningful player choices because those branching abilities and ways that you can actually customize your character do make for meaningful interactions 
while you're playing the game. Uh, and I, I really, really hope that that is the way that the game goes. Because, I mean, the, the other thing that's really great about this game is the representation. Like, the male-to-female ratio of heroes is great. Like, as a parent of a young nine-year-old daughter it, 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 who will be 11 by the time this game comes out, um, it's really exciting to see God. a game coming where the two or three of the main heroes she could identify with, you know? Like, that's right. really encouraging. And I, it's doing a lot of things it's 100% correct. So I just really hope they deliver on the promise. And I mean, and that's something that they've always been really good at, right? Is is having wide representation. Uh, oh, yeah. Gilball. Gilball was fantastic with that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I can't fault them for that. I don't know. I just I just look at it and I don't. And, and maybe it's just me. I don't look at it and go, ooh. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I look at it and I go, okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I've been wanting a good dungeon crawler for a long time. Um, I, I So I have, have at this point pledged, but am considering dumping down to just one pound, you know, the, the, the minimum, just to throw them a tip. Um, because yeah. I, I, I feel I was really hoping that through the reveal of the rule book and showing some more cards as we all went along, I would gain more confidence in the game. Uh, and they just haven't done that yet. So Kev, for people at home, if they want to back this, when's, when's it end? It'll be over by the time this airs. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you there's will have already that. missed it. Um, and I'm certain it's going to make over a million dollars because. Yeah. Cause, cause we're looking at three days to go. So it, tomorrow it should start amping up. Yep. Um, you know, if you're, I guess if you're in America, it basically ends on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, and yeah, so uh, it's it's going to do pretty well because you get that last push and then people getting money for Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah, and, and you know what? The, the last second, the, the, you know, tomorrow, they're probably going to push another big attractive add-on and then an all-in tier. And so yep. a lot of those pledges will rise from that too. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's interesting. I I don't know. I just see look at the the bulk of miniatures and it just kind of makes me think Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. scary. It's scary for that reason. But you know, it's not their first rodeo with this. They've they've given a, a the first time. I feel like they've given a release date that they can actually hit. Like it, there's a lot of things that make me feel like they've learned lessons from the past, and that's why I'm more likely to keep the pledge. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's also like how many times do they have to do things to learn that lesson? You know, Devil May Cry, Horizon Zero Dawn, but and God Tier was good. Um, I mean, but it wasn't. Have, it wasn't God tier massively delayed as well, too. Not massively. No. Oh, but okay. A little no. bit. I think that's a misconception. Is that game was massively delayed? It was only like two months late. Okay. I don't even feel like it was that long. Like I, I felt like it came pretty close to. It and I, and time, I didn't but. pay attention to it because I didn't have any interest in playing God tier. So yeah, and then, um, let's be honest, two months late on a car, on a Kickstarter is on time. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault that. I mean, if I'm gonna be hyped for Cyberpunk 2020, you know, I'm I'm gonna be okay with missing two months, two months on a board game. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I again, I I have a I have the same reservations about Steamforge that you do, Paul, I think maybe just to a lesser degree and, and to a lesser, I don't want it. I, I, I'm not going to say that I don't want anything to do with the company ever again. You know, they got me back into this hobby. Um, yeah, I know. And God tier is really good. So I know it's just, uh, I know, I know. I like I said, I, I know I was being the asshole and, <laughs> You know, I can I can accept that, and I mean, I'm gl- I'm glad it did well. I hope it does well. I hope it, you know, I hope it's. Uh... I yeah, I feel like it's shattered expectations because so they they this game had a, a really long ramp up, and they did this awesome social media campaign where they did like a basic teaser and then they created a Facebook group called the Tavern where they started to tell tales and they encouraged all the people to introduce themselves as sort of a D&D character and you know gearing it up toward like a D&D inspired game um, and they got like 3,600 people or so into that group by the time the game launched and then the game got more backers than that so yeah, you know, I was going to say I was like I think I've been hearing about this game from a social media standpoint for a long mm-hmm. time like yeah, it's 
it's been out there. But again, the last time I looked, it was up over 6,000 backers, which means that they've- 6,286. Well, there you go. So, that means they've they've almost doubled the amount of people that they got interested through the hype into the game. So, they've done a a phenomenal job. job with this game. And I think it was much more successful than they even expected it could be. Because, you know, if you looked at God tier, um, you know, that was the, and if you look at God tier and Guild Ball, which are their totally unique IPs that were launching without a large dedicated fan base, this game has done exceptionally well. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, did you get yeah, a job? I mean, I can't, I can't fault them for, for that. I just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to forever be bitter about the guilt belt thing. And I think that's fair. I think it's fair to be bitter, honestly. Um, maybe not so bitter that you hope they fail, <laughs> but definitely bitter. <laughs> I know. I know. And like I said, I feel, I still feel guilty for that. I don't want to see, I don't really want to see anybody fail. I don't want to see people lose their jobs and You're all just that being stuff. A curmudgeon. I'm just being a curmudgeon. I didn't really mean it. I didn't really mean it. <laughs> All right. I All mean, right. You and know. that's, I think that's the, uh, that's the extent of, you know, there's a lot of news, busy month, um, lots of hobby progress. So that's going to probably oh, wrap us. Jeez. The, the dollar amount just went up. <laughs> just looked up and it changed. Yeah, they're. So, I mean, like I said, news. they're doing. Yeah, we're we're breaking it after the Kickstarter's over. No, the the. I think they did good. I'm I'm thinking it's going to go north of a million by the time the campaign, or it's going to be real close to a mil. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't. You know what? You know what? Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that I wonder if it. Uh, I wonder if this is also making me not like it, and that I I. I I wonder how much of it is that, like, it almost has the same feeling as, like, um, the King Killer Chronicles, and I don't like that either. <laughs> oh, because it's like the the bard, yeah, 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 like telling telling the story and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder if I'm predisposed and not like it because I hated that. Book. I will say one thing I'm really excited about, possibly with this game, is that they Steamforce has also been putting out these epic encounters boxes, which are. Uh, curated, fully miniature supported D and D five E boxes. So it's basically a box of minis, a, a booklet of scenarios, and a paper mat to play D and D one offs. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Um, that come with minis, and the minis are in the same scale and style as Bard Song. Which is really yeah, Steam Forge. It would be very easy for them to like be like, here's yeah. a. Uh, Downloadable two dollar PDF. That's I'm Enjoy. sort of thinking that one of the last add-ons is going to be like a bunch of card support for the epic encounters. Could be. That's very could very. That well could be. be very cool for people that like that. Yeah, I I agree. And think about like you know what that would do for me is that I would instantly be more likely to buy an epic encounters box and start painting it early because I would know that I'd be able to use it for bardsling later. Right. And how, what's the what's the I think that's the other thing too is that I'm over Kickstarter like pledging and then getting stuff six years later it's hard yeah it's rough yeah it's a hard it's a hard system i think uh uh chris over at slow death games and the way privateer has been doing neo mechanica um and even the the brandon sanderson kickstarter like stuff and right those guys are all getting stuff out so quick it it just kind of makes it like why why tell me about it beforehand i feel like i just pledged for riot quest and they're packing it up now yeah, man, that's ex- yeah, oh, uh, nice. like, like uh, you know, Neo Mechanic is ready to go, and like it, it it's like, in stores now. Like their their Wave One stuffs hitting shelves. Yeah, but they now. did a Kickstarter for Wave Two, and the Wave Two yes. pledge manager is about to open, and then they're going to start shipping. I think right. the first month of the year or whatever. It's fast. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they just did that. That was awesome. And there's some really cool stuff in there too. That was an interesting looking faction. Yeah. I will say uh, Neil McCann. Even the vehicles and stuff like that, making it a little more like Halo feeling. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. I think eventually we're going to do an episode that's the top games we wish we played. And that's going to be way up on the top of my list. Neo Mechanica. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. They just Mechanica. got more backers. It's, it went up another hundred bucks. <laughs> go Bard Sun, go. <laughs> now, now somehow I'm like cheering for it. I don't understand. Me. I, mean, I don't you, know what's going come, on. We've come it's full been a rough month, here. apparently. Again, you know, we all want that uh, Guild Ball too, man. <laughs> oh, man, I know, I know. Oh, it went up again. Uh, uh, especially after I just found my Union team. Please do it. 
I mean, you can still play Guild Ball. I saw there's a couple of com- like uh, content creators that are playing, you know, new games, but they're still doing Guild Ball bat reps, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, uh, if 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 we have rules, I'll I'll play with you. I got. I mean, like think think about Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl Navigators. went a decade without GW support, and people were still playing it. So I think you know Guild Ball can still have a life ahead of it. I I certainly did a panic buy and bought a, you know a couple full teams at the ends because I know I have locals I can play with. So right. I, you know you can still you can still play Guild Ball. I was gonna say, Kevin, when you come down here, like we are obligated to play some type of Guild Ball because that. Brought so, it all together. Yeah, I'll have my um, my farmers and shepherds, and I have every farmer or shepherd model, and I'll have them all painted. So because awesome. I've been working on those sort of in the background slowly. Yeah. So, all right, well, I, I feel like we've probably uh, started to run this into the ground. Yep. Uh, I've come around on Bard Song, at least not like around on the game but on around on like accepting the fact that i don't actually want steamforge to fail and i'm just being a little angry and bitter <laughs> i'm sorry i that's that's terrible of me oh it's um, I, I like i said you feel you feel scorned from them yeah i just i just i just loved everything that they were doing with guild ball like i i did i loved the game and i just i just hate the way it went out yeah yep. i agree with that Fair enough. So, all right. Call us out right. here for this episode because we are done. We're super done. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you to all of our, our patrons. And uh, speaking of that, I don't think I told you guys this, but we did get another patron this week. Uh, oh, cool. Which is super. Yeah. Which is super exciting. So we got another uh, $1 a month patron. So uh, hey. cheers to that. So thank you. Um, and then, so thank you to our patrons if you are interested in helping us out and keeping us doing this. Uh, because let me tell you, uh, that was that was like the 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 thing I needed to hear uh, was some nice things that patrons said as well as some other patrons. Uh, so yeah, so if you uh, if you're interested in supporting us and keeping this going, uh, check out Patreon.com/slash Three Men in a War Game. Uh, thank you to Static as a City for the amazing music as always. Um, and, uh, it's been three years since we've been doing this guys. Um, so thanks to everybody for, uh, following us that long and hanging out and especially discord people, uh, who are, you know, forever wonderful. Um, so thanks for listening and all the, all the links to all that stuff will be down in the stuff, things, places, you know where it is. Yeah. Bye.